Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Starta, Stop Talking, and Really Take Action. I'm your host, Jordan Taylor, and today on the show, I have a super special guest here on the show today. She goes by the name of Aisha Christina. Aisha is, amongst many things, she is a YouTuber and podcaster. I've had the privilege of working with her many, many, many times over the last couple years. And on her podcast, Quality Queen Control, she covers a vast array of topics, uh, as well as on her YouTube channel, which is really an amalgam of personal development, human psychology, sophistication, and inner and outer beauty tips to transform your life. Aisha is a dating guru, lifestyle coach, and motivational speaker, and just an all-around amazing person. And today, Aisha and I will be discussing many of the things that face aspiring content creators as well as influencers. So tune in to today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. And here is myself and Asia. We sound so professional right now. Right? Yeah, it's good. I think so. It's it's like we do this or something. You know? <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so mm-hmm. I thought it'd be cool like if if we're talking about the idea of the importance of kind of having your own ecosystem. Cause I know you and I have talked about like, you know, having a website and, and uh, this and yeah. that. But I think now with um, what has happened with your Instagram, lately, <laughs> I think that kinda, <laughs> that kind of like furthers the point of like why it's why, why it does matter to kind of have your own thing. Um, like, like your own platform, your own ecosystem, online real estate, I've heard people call it. Um, but yeah, like what, what are your, what are your thoughts? And for, I mean, we're going to have this on both of our podcasts, but for the people on my end, like just paint the picture of like kind of what the context is. Okay. So a lot of thoughts. So yeah, my Instagram has been deleted. It's still currently deleted for the second time in four months. And it's a very scary feeling because the best example I can give is it's like showing up to your office and the building is burned down. And it just gives you that like anxiety and like hypervigilance around feeling unsafe in the social media space. And I was talking to one of my friends about it and he was like, well, this is why you have to have your own thing. And he, he, the way he presented it initially was like, Instagram was never originally supposed to be like for like a business for other people. Right. It was a business for them. And initially I was like upset at hearing that because I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like people make businesses from, you know, their platforms all the time and stuff like that. But there is truth in what he was saying. And he was like, this is why you can't be reliant on something. And I'm like, I understand you saying that, but the reality of the circumstance is, well, Instagram is not my main platform, thank God, anyways. But um, I just still felt like something like this can't happen because regardless, yes, having an email list is very, very important so that you can, you know, be in control of your audience. And I did, I used to have a newsletter, which I very much want to start again. I actually put it in my goals for this month that I want to start my newsletter and everything again, because I do understand that it's very, very important to be able to reach out to your own audience. But I, 
it's overwhelming for me because I feel like there are so many things I have to do, you know? And I also learned from experience, it is good to have a basic knowledge as, as you and I've talked about many times before of what you're doing, just so that it just makes me feel more comfortable. I don't like outsourcing something that I have zero knowledge of because it makes me feel like I'm 1000% reliant on that. And I have experienced that before where um, the person that started my newsletter, she was great, she was amazing. But because I had no idea how to continue it, I, it stopped. It stopped when we stopped working together because I had no idea what to do in any way. And um, if I had a basic knowledge of it, I would still be able to, you know, pretty much maintain it. And then there's having a website and it's like, oh, man, like, how do you go about building a website? And building a website itself is not necessarily the hard part for me. It's the yeah. stuff before that. It's buying the domain. It's all of the, all the yeah the tech stuff. The yeah. tech stuff is very, very complex. And for me to just be like a creator and the talent getting into that like side of things is very overwhelming and challenging at times because it feels like you have to have like knowledge of about so many different things. Because think about it. It's like I'm the one answering my emails. I'm the one posting all my content. I'm the one, you know, for my podcast, I have to like whenever I interview someone, I have to study them, you know, make my script, interview questions. Then I'm answering all my emails. And then I it's just it's a lot. And you just I can't even figure out what to do sometimes on a day to day basis. But it's I have learned that it's very, very important to not have your eggs in one basket. And for me, initially, that was YouTube. I was putting everything on YouTube. And what people don't know, maybe or realize is and Jordan got to witness this firsthand and working with me is that it's so unpredictable and so much. Yeah. You can't be reliant. There is no such thing, whether people know this or not, as any YouTuber living off of just their AdSense. A lot of the big YouTubers usually do have some sort of management, brand management that is bringing them sponsorships and that is covering the cost of majority of their living because AdSense is so unreliable and there's no trick or rhyme or reason to make X amount of money at a certain time. You know, it's very unpredictable. And so because of that, it's, yeah, it's very scary because you, if you're only on one platform and things go south, you do feel, you know, hopeless. And that was honestly how I felt for a long time before I realized how, I guess, great my own podcast was doing and I realized that it could be monetized and everything and, you know, that ended up working out. But it was very scary for a while, definitely on YouTube. And and I I know for a fact for myself, I know it's important to have a website. That's something that I do want to have. And we've talked about this like literally last year. And yeah. Um, yeah. and then having my newsletter and everything, like I 1000% want that. Because even in having your own website, I think there's there's, I think you can make money on your website as well. I think there's like an AdSense thing that's connected to your yeah, website. Yeah, there's, there's like, uh, like you can place ads on mm-hmm. your website, right? Yeah. I remember way back when, um, and I don't, I don't know if you, 
I mean, I, I don't know if you ever use this platform or not, but there's this thing called Blogger, right? And I made mm-hmm. a, it, I think it got bought out by Google, um, but I made, I made like a like a blog, like a website, and then there was like this code you could put in. It, it, it's connected to your same Google AdSense account, mm-hmm. um, but it wouldn't be through YouTube. It'd be through a blog that you have, right? So I would like blog about like, back then I was talking about music and things like that. And then Mm -hmm. I would put the code at the bottom of the thing and then it would show an ad that was relevant to whoever was looking at the page. And then it works just like, but instead of it being an ad on your video, it was an ad on your website. It was an Mm -hmm. ad on your blog article. Right. And even with your website, like the same way how, and, and again, we talked about this last year, you and I, but, uh, the same way how, on youtube or a podcast you can like on your own take a sponsorship mm-hmm. you can do that with your website too right like if a company is like hey um can you review um our platform like like we were just talking about uh like what platform would be cool to like kind of do these kind of virtual podcast things right so if one yeah. of those companies reaches out to one of us and is like hey can you like do a review and then post it on your website and that mm-hmm. could be video audio blog all three mm-hmm. right and then it's like yeah we'll pay you to post on your website because we know your website gets traffic yeah. right or it could be like oh can you put this banner across your website we'll pay you x amount per it could be click like whatever but like you can have brand deals for any platform Mm, right yeah um and i think that's the thing that a lot of creators and and you know understandably so but i think a lot of creators what we do is we look to the platform yeah to compensate us monetarily Mm -hmm. when yeah they might have that option right um but that shouldn't be where we stop right i mean you experienced it with um with i mean i don't know if we're going to name the platform but you know i know you experienced that last year or or early this year last year whenever it was um that there are limits right one thousand there are limits to that it's not reliable um and that where the real money is like like you just said is is partnering with people directly because Mm -hmm. it's just like hey this is my platform that is either my podcast, my channel, my Instagram, my website, newsletter, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And because then you're in control of it, because then you can negotiate the price that you're going to have or um, the when something's going to get posted, that yeah. kind of thing. And um, I wanted to go back to something you said earlier. I actually like literally like wrote it down and I never write anything down, but I'm like, <laughs> I want to remember this. Um that um like a thing that a lot of people don't realize and i've heard this said before so i'm not gonna say i'm the one who said it but Mm -hmm. um if if you're using a product that is free Mm -hmm. um the product isn't even the product you are the product yeah right yeah and uh so this whole thing of like if you can use instagram for free It's because people are paying Instagram Mm -hmm. to get access to you as the user. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens on pretty much any platform that is free. 
pretty much anybody that's not like a not-for-profit organization Mm -hmm. is participating in capitalism in some way they're they're being a business you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah and i think it's it's the thing that people forget and so this all kind of ties back into like why it's important to like own your own stuff Mm -hmm. because that's the only way you're gonna really have the control to try to even get any sort of uh reliability or um stability yeah in your income as a creator you know what right I mean? yeah and i think there's two things that i want to touch on like one i know that people say things like this like all the time and uh it's overwhelming because you don't know where to start, right? Like, Mm -hmm. to be honest, like, in order for you to even begin to price anything and and all these different things, like, the starting point is you have to have the experience and also have a little bit of traction in order to be able to pitch anything. And it's overwhelming because the language that's even being used in brand deals and all these different things are very difficult when it comes to negotiating deals and people these people that are working for bigger companies and things they a lot of the times do try and undersell you because they they know that you don't really know all the time what you're talking about which is why they're they're banking on that exactly and it's and it what i've also learned you know being in the creator space is that there is an absolute business side to this whether people realize it or not. And it's very difficult channeling through that and navigating through it because you're just someone that is creating content in your own home, in your own space, and then you're signing contracts and you're reading over these things. And it's like, how on earth are we supposed to be doing these things? You know, And that's why depending on the type of management you have, it will better equip you to do that. But of course, like, you know, you'll still get paid, but you do have to split that, you know, with your managers. And that's usually how it goes because it is their job essentially to bring you deals and pitching for yourself is tricky because it it is a huge learning curve and, and figuring all that out. The second thing that I want to mention is um, one of my friends from church, he proposed this like idea to me that I thought was so interesting on Sunday. He was like, what if the reason why a lot of people's views have been suffering on YouTube is because YouTube knows, or maybe not specifically YouTube, but I was just using it as an example, these platforms, they know that you have brand deals and things that reach out to you. They don't get a cut out of that. So mm. in order for them to get a cut out of it, they're going wow. to hide your content so that you have to go through using their ad system like trying to promote your stuff or and you're putting money directly in their pocket so if they are the mass controllers of whether ads are going to play on your video or not you know that's how they're going to do it if they remove views from you then you can't pitch to companies because companies are going to be like you're not really getting the views for your view count so we can only pay you like x amount of money but if they go straight to google it's like hey um we want to we're sephora we want to put ads on people's videos then the money can just go directly to google and google can choose how they're going to disperse it to us which is the the type of ads that run on our videos are completely out of our control I mean, 1000%. I don't even know what videos, what uh, ads run on my video whatsoever. And so unlike brand deals and sponsorships, I, I know 
what exactly is entailed in that deal. That is between me and that company or me, um, you know, the person that got me that deal and that company. That's it. But with when it comes to AdSense on on Google, you have zero control over any of that. And I said, wow, that is actually pretty profound where it's like, because think about it, like a lot of people I've noticed in the creator space, their views are not doing the best. Even top creators have mentioned that have taken a break yeah. and, and switched platforms. They went over to, you know, TikTok and stuff like that because it's just like, what is going on where it feels like our the people that are subscribed to us are not even seeing our content. And I feel like I agree with him. I think it's because they are like trying to figure out how to force people to go directly to them so that we are not making these brand negotiations and stuff like that on our own, which is really odd because it does hurt the creators, which I guess they don't really care whether or not it's gonna hurt their platform because maybe they don't think that it really will. But I think it kind of will definitely put a damper on it. And that's why, you know, people are going to other platforms. And what's even more interesting is, I don't know if you ever heard about like the TikTok creator program. And everyone says, as soon as I signed up, my yeah. views went down. Or Reels will say, hey, we'll pay you X amount of money um, if your, you know, Reel gets this amount of views. And as soon as you accept that and enter into that program, your Reels are like never getting that views. And it's because... They want you to create more content for them to promote and the, you're never all the time going to reach that goal. It's not a guarantee. If your view, if your reels get, because um, it's not like if you make five reels, we'll pay you this. It's if your reels get X amount of views, we will pay you this. And how can you right. guarantee that? And you would assume, oh, that makes sense. They're probably going to promote it because they're the ones offering me that deal. And I have yet to see that ever be the case. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I think like, and, and you know this cause you've, you've dealt with companies that are looking for that view guarantee and uh, it, there's, yeah. you know, there, there's Never no way to guarantee that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and, and I think that like, it's, it's tough because like you said, in the beginning, like when you're starting out, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And these companies in my opinion, are kind of like banking on that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're they're banking on you not knowing how stuff works so that they can, I don't want to say take advantage of you, um, like in a super over-the-top malicious way, but it's mm -hmm. more so they can get the most out of you with the least investment from themselves. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even when I think about... Um, like if 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 I'm an advertiser, right, and I can either go to Google, which is mm -hmm. probably gonna like I'm just gonna throw out random numbers, mm -hmm. right? If it's gonna cost me a hundred thousand dollars to mm -hmm. advertise with Google, yeah, versus I can go to YouTuber one, two, three, yep, and I can pay them five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, um, then it's like, okay, I'm obviously gonna wanna shell out less money. Mm -hmm. And this person doesn't know the stuff, so I can get them to actually make I can hopefully actually reach more people that exactly. way. Exactly. More exposure and it's less money. And that's so big too, because like you said, back in the day, they would sit in rooms, pitch to celebrities and have these huge budgets for them. And now the other day I got reached out to by a, uh, a video editing app 
I don't even remember the name of it. And I guess maybe it's best that I don't. But they reached out to me um, and they said, hey, we'd love for you to join our program by creating like your own editing style on there and we'll pay you like $30, 30 to $50 per um, like editing video that you make. And it's just like, I'm not stupid. So I know they want me to enter into their like editing program thing so that I can do work for them, create presets and things for them. And they can be the ones benefiting off of it. And one, editing is not really my forte anyway, so I wouldn't have done it. But it's just like the types of people that pitch to you. Oh, my God. Can we even talk about this for a second? The amount of different ways that people are crafty and pitching to people is insane. Okay, like I've had people, especially early on in my channel, where people would say, hey, I'd love for you to promote this product. We will give you um, a discount in, in purchasing it. And and we'd love for you to make a video out of it. That doesn't make sense. So you're reaching out to me to ask me to pay for something to advertise for you at a discounted rate. So that was like a very interesting thing. And then you have at the time, this is like way long ago where they would have networks and these networks are like a disaster. That's why they don't exist anymore. And they would sign you to their roster and the top would always remain at the top and whoever else would never see any benefit. And they would take, literally, they would take a percentage of your AdSense check. So luckily things like that don't really exist anymore to my knowledge. And then you have other deals where, that I've experienced where people are answering your own emails in your inbox, things that you're getting organically, and they're making money off of answering your own emails. Now, there's one thing that I've also learned from just in life is that if it doesn't make sense, it's because it actually doesn't make sense. There's It doesn't make sense for someone to be answering emails in my inbox and charging me for negotiating that deal when I got that on my own. You did not present right. that opportunity to me. The purpose of a manager is that they are bringing you these connections. that you wouldn't have been able to get on your own. Exactly. And then you make, you make money off of uh, if I make money, you make money, you know, that sort of thing. That's how it goes. Not you only go sifting through my inbox so you can figure out how you're going to be, you know, making money off of things in my own inbox. Like, yeah, that was at a that com- point. They're they're an overpaid virtual assistant. L- literally, Jordan. That <laughs> That's was what that, that was my experience precisely. And it was just so irritating. And I felt even in working with that company, I felt so. For the first time, I felt like. I was I was no longer working for myself. It felt like I was working for someone else. And I felt even at, even then super unprotected as a creator because I remember this one company that I was working with, they wanted me to remake the video over and over again. And my like managers were like, "Yeah, just do it." Um and I'm like, "Are you serious? Like you guys have to be kidding me. I have other things to do than keep on like giving you this and tweaking this and tweaking that. Like that does not make any sense. You guys are not protecting me whatsoever." And so yeah. it's a lot. And also in being a creator, you don't usually get paid immediately for anything. There's no such oh, thing as yeah. that. Everything is like net X amount of days. So you'll get paid if you're lucky net 30. So that's you won't get paid till a month later. I've had deals where I didn't get paid net 75. 
like literally 75 days later, they were That's paying crazy. me for a deal. Exactly. And it's just very, very tricky. You got to be really careful. I mean, the safest thing is more betting on yourself. But at the same time, sometimes, you know, you'll encounter people that present to you that they want to do this. And I know it seems so attractive to work with companies that have the top, you know, roster. But if you're a smaller creator in comparison to those people, it actually does hurt you because they're flaunting those other people's names because those are the top creators, but there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to reach their level or get the same treatment as those people because sometimes I feel like people, they see your potential and they just want to lock you into like their, you know, on like lock you in on their team and just to have you there as well, but they're not yeah. doing anything for you at the same time. So you have to be very careful of things like that. And I've paid attention to that. Whenever you're working with anyone, any brand or whatever, you wanna make sure that they are prioritizing you as a creator and that you're not just another person on their list. Yeah, and the other thing you you touched on earlier, and I, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it in passing, but I don't know if we've like really dedicated time to talking about it. Like you talked about kind of like having to have kind of a, a, a basic understanding of something before you can even think about outsourcing. And I know yeah. like a lot of people that I work with that it, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's, it's almost like there's this balance of like, okay, I want my stuff to either look sound, feel like, premium premium quality yeah but it's my first piece of content mm -hmm. right um so yeah i'm gonna find someone on on fiverr or i'm gonna find somebody on upwork or i'm gonna uh heck even find somebody on instagram or, or whatever mm -hmm. right um and it's like how do you balance the idea um of being kind of a self-starter mm -hmm. in something like okay i'm gonna do this uh till it gets to a point or i'm gonna do this until i'm making a certain amount of money or uh i'm gonna outsource from the jump that way i can take advantage of what what other people are there offering like what does that kind of look like for you and like i i know obviously like me personally like i'm familiar with kind of where your journey was prior mm -hmm. to us working together yeah but um like for you know whether it's uh like whoever's listening to this yeah. like what do you how do you kind of view that if someone's like okay i want to i want to start this influencer thing i've got uh -huh. i've got a little bit of an audience over here but mm -hmm. i'm like do i outsource do i not outsource mm -hmm. what are your thoughts um all of the major creators that i know have all started on their own for a very 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 long time and i think it's important to it's a disservice to yourself to rob yourself of that experience and that knowledge. And I understand mm -hmm. firsthand, you know, wanting to have everything be perfect. And I doing a lot of deep work in understanding perfectionism, it's no longer something that I announce over myself because I don't find it to be a positive thing. Like I'm a perfectionist because it's rooted in like deep insecurity of like failing essentially. And so for me, I've realized that it's important to just start to just do because if you're going to constantly be like, I need it to look exactly like this in those moments where I have felt like that, 
I have never gotten anything done. And even with my first video, I had to start somewhere. I had to have a basic knowledge. And it's important for people to have that experience because you don't know, when you're outsourcing something and you have zero knowledge of it, sometimes you have this perception uh, or these expectations that are actually unachievable, but there's a disconnect because you're expecting someone to turn your work into something that's magic and maybe you don't have an understanding of lighting and, and the basic things that would help aid in that editing process. And so right. you are expecting the outcome to be something that is unachievable because you don't understand that how you film also affects the editing process. You can't just turn something that is very low quality, low, you know, bad lighting, all these, there's only but so much editing that you can do on your end. And so I think it's very important for people to have a little bit of that experience so that they understand the process, so that they understand their expectations, and also so that they have a basic knowledge of things before they outsource so that they're not exploited in any way. Um, and then secondly to that, a lot of the times when you're just starting out as a creator, you don't necessarily have the budget to outsource anyway. So yeah. it's like not something that I think that any, I have never in my life heard of a single person besides major companies, right? But no you know, creator, starts out having people making videos for them. I have never in my life heard anyone say, oh, I started out and I was like, you know, I'm just not gonna edit any of my stuff. I'm gonna have someone else do it. Like that has never been anyone's story. And it's because you have to have an idea of how your entire ecosystem runs. It's very important to sustainability and your success. So my best advice for people that wanna outsource, just wait till you have more knowledge in the things that, you know, pertain to your business, your brand content creation, especially because now the way that they make these things, I, I, I'm, we're millennials, but I'm sure for like the Gen Zers, they do everything by themselves. They use their phones yeah. for everything. They're, that's why they have these editing type of apps and things like that so that people can, you know, make it on the, you know, themselves and stuff. And as you start to acquire more business to where it becomes a little bit time consuming, you outsource when you wanna save time. That is right. when I think that you should be outsourcing. And for me, you know, it was, oh my God, I'm sitting on these videos for so long and we would talk about it and I would for film like videos. Weeks. Exactly, I did it right now. I filmed a video on the 25th, it's November 1st. I, you know what I mean? I didn't even touch it to edit it yet. Yeah. And, I, and I realized like, yeah, I wanna save time. So it's like you need, budget and when you want to save time then you can start to outsource things but if you're just doing it because you just want it to look a certain ways only and you feel like no one's going to look at it because of this and that like I think there's just definitely more work that needs to be done yeah and it's it's like I've always had the idea of like you should be able like there's to an extent like you can get to um you can only get so far by yourself if you just aren't super well versed or experienced in something, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, like I can only get filming so far because my knowledge of recording only goes so far. There's other people out there who have they just have more knowledge than me, so they would be able to make it quote unquote better. Yeah. Um. So I know that my knowledge is limited to to an extent, but that limitation should not be the reason mm -hmm. I don't try to 
hit that limit of yeah. what I can do on my own. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think like, cause I, I remember talking to, I mean, I've talked to multiple people about this, but like this one conversation I had with a friend of mine in particular, she was, I was, I said, I was like, your reels, I can't remember if it was, I think it was reels. I was like, your reels are like so good. Are you going to expand into like YouTube or like a podcast or something? She's like, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I like, I, I want to do it. I'm like, oh, how come you haven't started? And she's like, um, she's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting until I can get this camera, this light and da, 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 da. And I'm mm. like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like how far are you from being able to do that? She's like, she's like, oh, I don't know. They're like hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. And, and, uh, yeah, I kind of want to like, I might actually wait till I move. Cause then I'm going to get like a new space. I'm like, oh, you already have the place. She's like, no, like I'll move at some point. Mm-hmm. And it was just all these barriers. And I'm yeah. like, in the time that you spend putting things off, putting things on the back burner, yeah. you could be figuring out um, creative or unorthodox ways to be able to maximize what you have. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and and even just like, okay, this is maybe how I saw this creator do it, do this that I follow, but like, are there other ways to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and it boils down to like, even like the microphones that we're using right now to mm-hmm. record this, you know what I mean? Like these are very affordable setups. Yeah. Right. That hopefully, you know, if we've done our jobs that they, they, they sound really great. You know what yeah. I mean? And even like how we're recording this virtually and, but still having that quality. And it's just like, okay, we, it might take us a little bit. Like we were talking before we started recording, like, okay, wait, hold on, let's test this. Let's yeah. da, da, da. But taking that little bit of time and just being like, okay, let me push it to the absolute limit. Yeah, you know what I mean? mm-hmm, exactly. And people don't realize, like, I know at, at the if you're going to just start content creating at the very least, I mean, I think all you need is a phone and a ring light if you want, yeah. if, if honestly, and then you can work your way up to getting a camera, of course, because there is nothing like having a actual camera. But the way that these iPhones shoots now are insane. And they shoot you, in 4K. Exactly. So there's really no excuse and then you have all these there's short form content as well that you know you can make so aesthetic uh using these different types of apps and things like that to get very crafty with it so you're not completely just like out of options it's not like oh if i don't have a laptop if i don't have a uh, a canon camera all these different things i can't create content like that's not true you're not your hands are not tied you there yeah. are other things that you can absolutely do to outsource that literally just from your phone yeah and i think just like it it's it's almost like a character building exercise too because yeah. it, it forces you to um be self-sufficient mm-hmm. and then and then like you said like as you develop like okay this is how i do it da, 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 right so then when i am outsourcing i'm just like okay i know exactly how i want this to go i know okay, I'm going to know what is versus what isn't possible. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And I think, but I honestly, I think, especially for the Gen Zers, right? Like you can make stuff that can go crazy viral Mm -hmm. with your modest phone or whatever setup you have. Like I, I realize this is like, this is pushing things back a little bit, but I remember being like, I don't know, probably like, 
12 years old mm-hmm. and so this is pre-smartphone a little bit older now but uh basically <laughs> i wanted to be able to like with music i wanted to have like multiple tracks right mm-hmm. i didn't have a computer i didn't know how to do any of this so i had i had um a tape recorder right mm-hmm. people remember audio tapes like audio cassettes so i had a tape recorder that had a speaker on it and a microphone and then i had an mp3 player which also had a microphone right mm. and then so what i would do is i would record um the audio on one i'd plug in my headphones put the headphones up to the microphone so that it was playing that way but then uh-huh. i would continue singing as it was playing and then that would then on the uh the the audio cassette then it had two versions of me singing and then i would play it and then uh play it over the speaker put the speaker up to the mic of the mp3 player oh my gosh and then uh and then sing along again so then by that point then there's three of me singing all at once and i have an mp3 version of it that i could then email to people i could i could share i could play so wow and that was without having a computer right did it sound great no it wasn't (laughs) But it was the fact that like um, having being able to achieve a result that people are like, oh, yeah, if you want to do that, you need a computer to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. No, like a computer obviously would make it a lot easier. Yes. Right. And if you can get a computer, then, yeah, don't make your life harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But if you can't reasonably get whatever the thing is, is that they say that you need, mm-hmm. figure out another way. Yeah. If you want it that bad. Yeah, you know? exactly. But if and you're it- doing it for clout, then like. It's a whole other. Yeah. And I I think you have to be passionate about the things that you do or it's just genuinely not sustainable. And yeah, definitely. I I know for me, I was just like I I started to get more and more. I feel like lost when I was so obsessed with, Okay, I feel like I've mastered my message, my approach. But what about aesthetics and how it looks and all these different things? And then I realized honestly, very recently, like, I like my aesthetic of having very just minimal editing, like, and working with me, I don't require like all these crazy different types of things. You know, it's, it's just yeah. very pretty much basic stuff. And, um, and that's a part of my brand specifically, if you're going to be someone that editing is everything to you, more than likely, you're going to be someone that would want to learn about editing to exercise your creativity. And so, I think for me, I felt like, oh, I have to have this sort of editing because that's what's, you know, going to make people want to watch the video. Right. And that's not necessarily the case, especially if you look at what's going on right now in the creator community. It's almost like going back to like 2012s and things like that, where people are just it's very minimal editing style, like at all. And there are these new commentator channels where it's literally someone speaking on a microphone and just like something in the background. I watched this random video of this guy. It was a two hour long video, just breaking down every season of Pretty Little Liars with like, wow, a, like, you know, when people do investigations and they have like people's pictures and like a line that yeah. connects it, that was the only yeah. thing in his background. And so seeing things like that happen, it, there's like, one side of Gen Zers that are like super editors. And then there's like another side of Gen Zers that are bringing back that, you know, 
like older type of content where it's just simple. You get in your car, yeah. you film a video, you, it's, it's like no editing done. And so I think obviously I appreciate that because I'm just like, oh, that's perfect for me because I, I'm not, you know, very, you know, good with editing and I don't want, and that's just not a part of my brand. I don't want to have to do like so much, you know, to, you know, get things to, you know, work besides the basics of like, you know, a zoom in, zoom out, like, you know, the stuff that you would do. And so yeah. um, it's just very important to figure out what exactly you want to do, but don't get so caught up in in how you want things to look that you don't start at all. There's no such thing as anyone exactly. creating a video or any piece of content that doesn't evolve over time. You just have to go and you have to start. That's literally it. Yeah. No, it's 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 so true because um, like another thing that I think about all the time is like the the faster you fumble, mm -hmm. the faster you learn. Yeah. Right? Because once you do something, the quote unquote, I, I don't want to say the wrong way, but like in um, in a way where there's a lot of area for like improvement. Yeah. Then you know exactly how to improve. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like if you make your first piece of content, and you're like, ah, the audio didn't sound great. Then you go and look, okay, how can I make the audio sound better with what I have? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, same thing with video or like the colors or whatever. Like, and you know, I know we were talking about a lot of stuff being free. So like where you end up being the product, but like I I can tell you in all honesty that something as simple as like Canva which is like, yeah. uh, like they do have a paid version and that's where they're going to make their money. But you can do so much mm -hmm. with the the free version and like straight up, like I'll have corporate clients that will pay me, right, to edit stuff um, for their platform. And they, and they have the budget. They mm -hmm. have the budget and they come to me and I'm like, ah, you know what? This isn't working in my final cut for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I'll create a graphic in Canva, mm -hmm. put a green screen behind it, put it in Final Cut, use Final Cut to remove the green screen. Mm -hmm. And you get, you know what I mean? You just, you yeah. get creative with it. and mm -hmm. But you only know that from trying stuff out. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's so true. And I remember the first time I downloaded Final Cut, thank God it's a one-time purchase. <laughs> and <laughs> right? I purchased Final Cut in, I think, 2012, or maybe 20, uh, oh, okay. 2011. So yeah. For a yeah. And I, I did not touch it for probably the entire year because I had zero idea what to do on it. I mean, zero. And I actually never learned on iMovie. I never, mm. I think I tried using iMovie maybe a couple times, but that was after I already downloaded Final Cut. And iMovie to me felt a little harder because it was a little more limiting for some reason. Yeah. So I just naturally force myself, okay, how do you blade? All right, what are the shortcuts to blade? And you just, you have to learn through practice instead of just getting so much in your head. And I can even attest to wanting to outsource too soon. You start to master the art of not being self-starting because you're consistently reliant on something outside of yourself or someone outside of yourself. Cause I remember being in yeah. college and I thought I wanted to be a beauty guru. And <laughs> I was like, I had this girl in my class. It was like, perfect. She was like, yeah, my name is so-and-so and I work for this YouTuber. Da, da, da. I'm thinking, 
not a person that works for a YouTuber in my college class. So I became friends with her and she was like, yeah, like I'd love to help you with your videos, things like that. It never really went anywhere because I was solely reliant on her to help me edit my stuff and it, and if she didn't feel like doing it, cause she wasn't, I wasn't paying her. So if she didn't feel like doing it. I kind of wouldn't really feel like doing it. Cause I didn't know what to do if she wasn't there. So it was like everything I was doing was contingent on her and like her schedule essentially, you know? So it was, yeah, it, I'm glad I had the experience as well because it did teach me that, okay, you can't just be reliant on that because as soon as, you know, that, pretty much stopped I was like oh, I don't really want to do it it's like a lot of work because she was helping and it was harder too a little bit because I wasn't just doing sit down videos at that time I was trying to do makeup videos so the angles right. and things are yeah. way more detailed and you do need a lot of assistance with something like that I think yeah. uh, and luckily that's not my thing so I don't have to worry about that <laughs> anymore but it was it was very tedious yeah yeah and it's it's so crazy um that you uh that you mentioned like in and around when you got final cut mm -hmm. because what's funny is i'm pretty sure i got final cut pretty much the, about the exact same time it was like 2011 2012 yeah right mm -hmm. so it's like we've both had the same amount of time or access to yeah. the same program mm -hmm. right and now mind you i think I think I can safely say that I think I enjoy editing a little bit more <laughs> um, organically. But um, yeah, no, like it's it's like when you actually put in the time to like try to learn or get better at something like it, it reflects. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like even just. And, and that goes with anything, like not even just outside of the creation process. Right. Like you mentioned about like. Um, like looking at analytics even and understanding what they mean yeah. and how you can use that to even produce better content. Cause I, you know, I watch a lot of stuff that talks about um, like audience retention, right. Yeah. And looking at like, okay, you know what to put at the front of your video say, mm -hmm. right. To be able to keep people engaged beyond the first 30 seconds. You yeah. Know what I mean? mm -hmm. And but just like just little things like that, like actually paying attention to that, because there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a process. Yeah. Um, in anything that you do. So I think people who are be like, yeah, like I'm going to start this channel or I'm mm -hmm. going to start this page or I'm going to start this podcast and it's going to be great from the jump. It's like it might be awesome from mm -hmm. the jump. But if you think that your first episode is going to be the best one that you do or like at the same level of the 10th one you do, it's going to be better. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. So mm -hmm. allow yourself the, the, the grace, like give yourself the grace to yeah. be able to get even better. You know? Exactly. Cause there have been plenty of times, even with my equipment still to this day where I will record on my iPad, on my phone. Like I still resort to these types of things because they do produce quality content. And one thing that I've actually also learned very recently is the power in, you know, mentorship. Now, one thing that I have learned about mentorship is that you have to reach a certain level in order to uh, be able to uh, have that sort of relationship with someone. So let's be very realistic here. No one is going to just take someone that's literally from like 
the ground up. You haven't proven yourself or anything like that and be like, I'm going to take you under my wing and do this. They need to see what you're capable of on your own in order to be like, all right, I see that this person has the basic skill sets on how to build a platform or whatever it is that is in your respective, you know, field or, um, yeah, field of interest. And it's so important to be able to, um, like figure out your network and people that you can learn things from because it does get very overwhelming sometimes where you want to learn something and you want to have knowledge about something and you ha- and you feel like you have no know-how in doing it and sometimes communicating with people and reaching out to people uh, that can assist you with that and give you their firsthand experience is really important you know like if i had any of my friends that want to start a podcast and I know I podcast, I'm gonna be like, hey, like, this is how you do this, this is how you get on this, and and, and stuff like that. And I realized, like, even for me, even now, I'm like, oh, like, I wish I, there was someone that I could talk to in regards to this and that, as opposed to me having to maybe, like, go and get, like, do a whole, like, e-course or maybe, like, you know, a coaching sort of program or something. I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if, I wish this person can, like, you know, say, hey, like, uh, this is how you like do this or like this is the shortcut to do that. And for me, like mentorship is something that I realize is a very good thing because people, the most powerful people that we know and the wealthiest people that we know, they all have had mentors to some degree. And again, emphasis on having something so that people like having building something of your own first people, they do. They like to skip the line. They wanna know the immediate top things when they're not at that level to receive, you know, those things and they haven't proven themselves to have that access. And so that's what the number one thing that I think is like important is that people need to learn the art of just building an audience organic. You have to be a person of interest first in order to be building any of these platforms. And that's what I feel like people don't understand. They wanna research how to grow on Instagram, all these different things, and on any platform, and they're not like a person of interest yet. You always have to be a person of interest, I believe, for you to start with a platform. And I don't know a single person that has any sort of platform that first Googled how to grow on this. They just like went, they just did it, you know? And for me, my my first like pro, uh, platform that I was familiar with was Instagram. By the time I started my channel, I had like 10,000 followers on Instagram. Instagram is very slow progressing, might I add. Um, Yeah. But I had 10,000 followers there. And so I already knew like, okay, I was like a person of interest. I knew I could build an audience. And that was before I ever had any sort of idea of what I really wanted to do. And it always has to come from somewhere. And how do you know? Well, you engage with your audience. You ask questions, all these different things. But the more research that I've done in people um, talking about their success journey and stuff, like they've always had some sort of, you know, mentorship or access to someone where they can like ask questions and things like that. And there's nothing wrong in asking questions and trying to get people's, you know, assistance and help with things, but you have to prove yourself, you know, first with, with these types of dynamics. And until then, until you get that access, you still have to build that on your own. You have to learn how to do yeah. these basic things for your own brand on your own. Um, and that's just a part of 
like life and the business and the learning curve. Like there's no such thing as just like skipping the line because like you said, it builds that character. Yeah, exactly. And and I think it's like, you know, it, it speaks to what you said earlier with the idea of like traction, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you need to kind of have traction before you can do that. Like, like even if you think about it, like, okay, uh, how to grow on this platform. Mm-hmm. To grow on a platform doesn't imply that you're at the bottom, like at the very yeah. beginning. It, mm-hmm. You're growing it. You're not mm-hmm. starting it. Yeah. Because those are two different things. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. If you want to grow a podcast, that's going to have a completely different strategy than how to start a podcast. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Starting something is going to be fairly easy, right? If you mm-hmm. want to start a podcast, you... I... I, I did a podcast uh, talking about like the law of attraction, practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. And... I literally recorded it on like headphones, like, yeah. like the, the ones that come with your phone. Yeah. And then because I knew like, and then I just, I tried to make that audio sound as crisp as possible mm-hmm. and you would never even know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then when I get access, like, you know, years later when I have access to different microphones and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then I can, I can make it sound even better. And then now if I, you know, if I run into somebody and they're like, they're even more accomplished than I am, or they, they have mm-hmm. knowledge that I just haven't earned yet or yeah. haven't experienced yet. I can say, Hey, you know, I've done this, this, and this up to mm-hmm. this point. I feel like I've plateaued in terms of what I can do on my own. Yeah. Right. These are the results that I've achieved. Mm-hmm. Right. It sounds more like, oh, okay, let me help you elevate where you already are, not let me start you. Right. It, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. There, I mean, I love what you just said. Yeah. Growing is different than starting, you know, 100%. And you have to start, like, on your own. You have to be – because being a content creator, period, is a self-starting thing. Like, it, it really genuinely is. Like, no one's going to wake up and tell you, hey, start filming now. Hey – I am planning the videos you're going to do like you have to really come up with your own system that works for you. And that only comes through experience. And it is definitely a huge learning curve because you're just like, uh, uh, what do I do? And because no one's really holding you accountable, you you will fall. You will make mistakes. You will procrastinate. You will do all these things. And then you just start to learn how to treat it like a business and everything through experience. But All in all, you know, in general, I think that it's the number one lesson that people can take from this is to just start. And there are a million different things you could do with just your phone, um, especially having an iPhone specifically. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have, you know, access to a phone, a smartphone specifically that can aid in these areas of interest and things. Look at apps even like tiktok you edit within the app you don't even need another app so it's like there's always ways to do that and it's free so you know at this point we have access to so many tools and knowledge so much knowledge that is free and i don't think people really realize that so it gets very discouraging because you really do feel like oh this would be this if I had this camera, this editing program, this sort of software, all these different things. And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And like, and, and shifting that mindset from, oh, well, if I 
use the free stuff, I can only get this far, mm-hmm. right? And then, it, but then you don't even get that far, right? Because right? you don't start. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you get to the end of that spot mm-hmm. and then like you move on to the next step, right? Mm-hmm. And then whether it's through upgrading your stuff or leaning on a mentor or whatever it is, right? Um, kind of moving on from there and then pace yourself enjoy the process if it is really something that you truly love doing yeah right? mm-hmm. um because there's easier jobs out there <laughs> yeah a content creator yeah it's it's it has to be something that you're passionate about because even as it pertains specifically to like podcasting i never once aspired to be a podcaster i had no idea that that was like a thing. I knew about YouTube when I was in high school and stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. And people would tell me like, oh my gosh, you should be on YouTube. Because at the time I would always do my makeup and stuff. And I thought, okay, instead of telling every single person how I did it, I can just say, watch this video. That was my original motivation. And I find that people, a lot of the top creators that have this just passionate, you know, um, relentless passion in the pursuit of just helping people they are the ones that make the greatest impact if your motivation and i know this might sound cliche but if your motivation is i want to do this because it's going to get me rich and i need to get my own business sort of thing that's not enough i promise you it sounds like it but it's not enough especially as a content creator you don't really see money like that for like a decent while, depending on how you're doing, depending on which platform you're on. So it's not, you have to be very passionate about what it is that you're doing. With podcasting even too, I was more consistent with podcasting than I was on my channel. And I realized it's just something that I happen to love to do because it was just no production essentially yeah it's easy it's easier to yeah produce. it was super easy and so i was just doing it because it just felt really good and i and i felt very much like in control of of it essentially you know i yeah. talk upload that's it like there's no other process and um and because of that just leaning into what felt good to me it organically, you know, turned into something bigger on its own and, you know, will continue to grow. And so having that, you know, sort of passionate, almost innocent, like mindset in nature is what's going to get you farther than being motivated by, I want to do this because I, because I actually don't know any YouTuber or person initially that was like, I want to do this because it's going to make me X amount of money. Like usually everyone's story is, oh, I was just doing this just genuinely because I loved it. And then it it just turned into this and this and that, you know? And of course you want to get paid for doing what you love. I mean, that's amazing. I'm not saying like, don't worry about that, but it's not sustainable for that to be the only motivation because you have to love what it is that you do. Like your heart has to be in it. Exactly. Right. Like that, the, the monetization of stuff will, will come, you know, Yeah. especially too, if, if you do get that traction, right. If you're mm-hmm. like, I've been making these YouTube videos for three years, I've gotten really good at it. I'm yeah. pump them out super consistently. Right. And then you start to get traction on it. And then, you know, you could be like, Hey, like company that's associated with whatever I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you guys want to partner on something? I've gotten really good at making these videos. Um, would you be interested in working together? And whether they say yes or no, I mean, it's like 
you kind of you come to people with something right yeah. whether it's a, a partnership whether it's a mentorship whether it's a collaboration you know mm-hmm. what i mean like whatever it is it's like um you kind of want to focus on earning your keep you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, that 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 is really only possible when you really love what you're doing because it is a lot of effort i wouldn't say work but it's a lot of effort yeah definitely a lot of effort and um and it takes it's it takes a lot of grit and resilience and persistence and constant like almost uh remodeling essentially you got to keep feeding the system over and over again because there's like a million different things that you're gonna want to do and and rebrand and all these different things like over and over and over again and you only just learn through experience with these things to you know uh, figure out what that's going to look like figure out what works what doesn't work all of these different things and so um all in all like we were saying in the beginning it's um it is important to have your own thing, you know, aside from that. But I think also even having your own thing requires a, like an audience too, right? Like imagine yeah. starting, starting, not growing, but starting a newsletter. And it's like, well, where are you pulling this audience from? You know? So exactly. I don't want Who it to. Who are you emailing? Exactly. I don't want it to get lost on people where it's like, okay, I have to do all these different things and it's not working. And it's because, well, one. I mean, I think we do need some of these platforms to some degree to like get started and then we can channel that audience into uh, bring that audience over to our own thing. That's what's number one important, which just proves our point of you have to be a person of interest first in order to start these things and be a content creator regardless. And I also want to put it out there that let's say you don't want to build your own brand there's something called like UGC content creation now where oh yeah, yeah yeah it's not contingent on your following whatsoever you can create content and get paid very good money just for creating content solely for other companies this content doesn't go on your page or anything they're basically hiring you to create content for their brand and it's called like UGC content creation generated content yeah and so you guys should definitely look into that as well because that'll also help to generate income for you and you don't have to post it on your page well actually i don't even think you're supposed to post it on your page really like it's you're just creating this content for the company that you're working for and it does pay pretty well so that's a fun fact for some people that want to start to learn the process of how to do it yeah and then i think even along with that is just you know if content creation is your thing like that's the thing you want to do yeah get get as good as you can get making it yeah regardless of where you put it who's utilizing it if it's paid or not paid like get really good or or maximize the kind of content that you can create exactly you know what i mean yeah right Mm -hmm. so yeah, no, I, I I, mean, you know that you and I could talk about this for like forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. Because this is this is like, this is a lot of what uh, what we talk about just naturally, you know, even outside of like a, a podcast uh, uh, medium or, or anything yeah. like that. But um, is there is there anything else that like you like are, are feeling super into with everything you got going on right now is there like other than the podcast obviously uh Mm -hmm. shout out to quality queen control um (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Is, is there anything else that's like really um just energizing you as of late? Um I think just now adding podcast guests onto my podcast has been something like a new venture for me that I'm super excited about. And then also just for me returning back to YouTube, I was just thinking like, hmm, like why don't I just do like a live or something like that just to engage with my audience, just to get back into it to, you know, start, start somewhere and um, figure out what it is that they want to see like more of on there just because for a long time I felt a little boxed in like I don't want to be stuck talking about anything specific for the rest of my life like I always want to you know evolve and and I do consider myself to be a student of life and I want that to be reflective in all of my platforms and I think a lot of creators you know, especially in the YouTube space can attest to feeling like, okay, I want to do this, but people are used to me doing this sort of thing. How are they going to react to it? And, um, and it almost feels like the algorithm or whatever that is, like kind of, it doesn't really work in your favor sometimes when you sort of like switch gears and stuff. And for me, everything that I do is always going to be based around relationships you know, in everything, because we have relationships in everything we do, whether it's romantic, whether it's with ourselves, whether it's our relationship with money, whether it's our relationship with fitness, like everything is relationships. And so that will always be my, like a part of my brand. But uh, yeah, I'm just leaning more into like the podcasting thing. I'm gonna start to do like just basic very very basic content on youtube that's literally like no editing at all really just to like start again just to figure out what people want and then uh hopefully i do get my instagram back as well if i don't i I really just i honestly really don't care to be to be honest with you instagram is my least favorite platform to be very honest with you so it doesn't really like I really just don't care anymore because I can't be at the mercy of, oh, my God, is this going to happen again? You know, and it does yeah. suck because there's no I don't know what's causing it. There's no rhyme or reason. I don't even know how I got it back the first time. So I don't know how to avoid it because I don't know even how, I don't even know how I got it back the first time. It just appeared mm. again. So other than that, I um, yeah, I'm just focused on being productive, positive. I noticed that whenever I'm planning things um the times where I'm the least productive is when like my calendar's empty I'm not writing things down I'm not generating that routine and just being very gentle with myself and working with myself in and honoring my feelings so if I wake up at 8 a.m one day and then the next day I'm waking up at 10 I'm not gonna throw the whole day away because I woke up later I'm still gonna just start and be productive with the time that I have left and I think the old version of myself I'd be like oh well it's already 10 and I'm eating by noon and then I'm not really starting my day till like 2 p.m and I'm feeling like oh I'm not as productive because the day started at this time and that's not necessarily the case so I'm just really focused on you know being balanced, taking every single day, day by day, reading books really help, listening to podcasts. I've been doing that a lot. Reading, listening to podcasts and just really indoctrinating, if you will, my like spirit with very like positive and like knowledgeable things, especially when you're in a transformative state. 
everything you ingest like affects you. You know, it's like planting seeds. So I'm very intentional about what it is that I like watch and listen to. And and also just at night, I make sure that I kind of like brain dump where I will like watch a show or something, something that doesn't require my brain to like keep thinking because yeah, sometimes it's hard. List. Yeah, just to turn it off. And so I'll watch like a show or something like that just so that I'm not in, continuously in work mode. So yeah. that's what I'm, I've pretty much been up to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel you. I'm pretty much the, the same way. Like for me, it's, um, yeah, it definitely like, you know, when they talk about idle minds or, yeah. or idle, idle hands make trouble, I think is the expression. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm always, uh, my thing is I, I, I pretty much voice note everything because I'm like, hey, like this is just good for me to have to go back to, right? I have a lot of thoughts that run through my head throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I'm a very slow writer mm-hmm. and I'm a slow typer sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so for me, speaking is the best thing. So I always have my phone out ready to hit, you know, um, you know, record on anything because I'm like, worst case scenario, this is just a note for me to have. And best case scenario, I can turn this into content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And that just goes to show like you've figured out what works for you. And that is like, that's another thing really quickly that I think is so important. Find out genuinely what motivates you. I remember a long time ago, I was like 23 years old. I had this online trainer. And for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, she she said to me one day, she goes, Aisha, I don't motivate you. And you need to figure out like who and what does. And at first, like Mm. I was like sad when I heard that because I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with me? And I love the fact that she said that because she was right. Like for whatever reason, she just didn't do it for me. And I had to, she accepted that, I had to accept that. And so it forced me, because even the people that she would suggest for me to listen to, I just really didn't connect to. I just did, and I, I started to just find my own thing. All people can ever really do is lead by example. So you have to figure out what works for you. If you know, digitizing your life works for you, meaning like you write everything down on your iPad. That's what works for me. Cause before I used to have a planner for everything. Like I loved having a million planners and how am I having like all these different planners and all these books taking up space. And I'm like, not even really consistently using them as opposed to my iPad. Everything is in is on one device and it's super yeah, easy. It's I can write things down like I want with my pen and I can also type them also if I wanted to. So I figured out what works for me. I figured out who I want to listen to that works for me. And it's just about finding your own thing. Like you don't have to subscribe to, oh my God, everyone's, you know, listening to maybe Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins might not be the motivational person for you. Um, You know, it could be someone else. It could be Les Brown or whatever the case is. So just figure out, you know, different strokes for different folks, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And, and take time to, to, uh, look within and figure out what that is for you and how that looks like. And then give yourself the, the, the grace to to learn and adapt to change and grow as yeah. as you go, you know exactly one one thousand percent. Audiobooks and reading, guys. I know it's it's not everyone's thing to read. I like both, to be honest. I love I, audiobooks. I like audiobooks to it. yeah. I like to read uh, and highlight things like books that I really really am into. I like to see it 
you know, and and also hear it too to really like get it into my brain. And so there's methods for everyone. And if you want some, a lot of books are available for free on audio audiobook on uh, YouTube. Just like Google the book that you want to read. It's probably not always going to be there, but just to have the option just to see, again, offering a free alternative um, yeah. it's for people. So there are ways. There are always ways to uh, to make it happen, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up this episode of Starta, a.k.a. Stop Talking and Really Take Action. I want to give a huge shout-out to my amazing special guest, Miss Aisha Christina, uh, for being on the show. I will be sure to plug all of her links uh, in the description and show notes for this episode. And make sure you go check her out because she has some amazing content. Regardless of who you are, You you your life will elevate change and just get better um from consuming her content she works really hard on it she does amazing work and she's an amazing person and i want to thank asia for joining and i will see you on the next episode of startup